Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Castrovance, and this is our latest look at the Cleveland Indians. I'm joined by Jordan Bastian. We are in uh, some sort of PR uh, palace at Progressive <laughs> Field. With the, There's an assortment of media guides from going back to even before we were born. This is a special place, JB. Yeah, I mean, these are some interesting covers. Uh, 1981 Oakland A's has a nice Billy Ball reference on the front. It's still Billy Ball, even still to this Billy day. Ball. That's right. Yeah. Um, all right, so someday the uh, 2017 Indians Media Guide will mention what happened here at this trade deadline in some measure. So you tell me, what is going to happen for the Cleveland Indians at the 2016 trade deadline? It is August 1st at 4 p.m. Eastern time. What do you got? Yeah, it'd be kind of strange to put that on the cover of the media guide next year. Not on the cover, but it'll be the, the details will be in there somewhere. Right. I'm trying to make some kind of transition yeah. here from the media guides to the actual podcast. You've had better. I know. Um, no, they got to do something. I mean, I think if they were to walk away from this trade deadline without fortifying some aspect of their roster, it would be a, a huge missed opportunity for a team that is in a rare position of putting its foot on the gas pedal, so to speak, in the division. You know, it's been several years since they've been in this position where they've had this type of cushion at the top of the central um, with a chance to really kind of fortify their place in in, uh, the October picture. So I think they need to address the relief pitching in some capacity. I think a bat uh, is secondary, in my opinion, but it would definitely help, especially given the uncertainty that continues to surround Michael Brantley's comeback. Uh, but I really think kind of fortifying and strengthening that bullpen is of the utmost priority as they approach the deadline here. All right, so obviously uh, the Chicago Cubs got Aroldis Chapman. Aroldis Chapman is not coming to Cleveland. And what the Cubs gave up to get Aroldis Chapman really uh, raised a lot of eyebrows in the industry. Uh, we're talking about two two guys who were probably instantly top five prospects for the Yankees, uh, one of whom, Glaber Torres, was the number one prospect for the Cubs. Uh, they also sent over Adam Warren, who's obviously a big league pitching piece. And then there's a fourth player involved. And, oh, by the way, the Cubs take on the the $5 million or so owed to Chapman. That's a lot for two-plus yeah. months of Chapman for any reliever uh, when you're talking about a limited number of innings. But obviously the Cubs are in a special place where they are you know, very much World Series or bust. So the Indians uh, fans are, are, I'm sure, frustrated to not get Chapman, but... That's, to me, JB, that's one of those trades where you throw up your hands and say, you know what, more power to you if you can give up that much 
Uh, I, don't, I don't think the Indians are in a great position to give up that much for a rental. I don't know that many teams are. Uh, what was your takeaway of the Chapman experience? Well, first of all, I guess you got to give the Yankees a lot of credit for, you know, t- this is just a classic case of flipping a player, no you kidding. know, yeah. <laughs> acquiring him when the stock is as low as it is, yeah. and then flipping him and getting this type of package back is pretty incredible. Um, yeah, I think the Indians could have topped what the Cubs were offering, but it's totally different dynamics when you consider where the organizations are, um, just in terms of how they go about building their teams and planning for the future. You know, if you look at where the the prospects that the Cubs gave up ranked within their system or within baseball, you know, you, then you're looking at the Indians having to give up at least one of Frazier and Zimmer, mm-hmm. and then maybe the Yankees could then say, now we want Bobby Bradley or we want one of your top pitching prospects, McKenzie mm-hmm. or Justice Sheffield or, mm-hmm. you know, I, and I think then... Aiken, maybe. Yeah, Aiken maybe, and then... And then, oh, and by the way, we need even more on top of that. It, you know, so maybe a, a major league ready arm. You know, a guy. You know, I Clevenger, think, maybe. Clevenger, yeah, yeah. Cody Anderson. You know, that's a lot to give up. And and these are pieces that the Indians, when they're planning, they're not only looking, as I said, to kind of take advantage of this situation this year, right now, um, but they're also looking ahead to the future. And some of these prospects could play a key role in the near future. I mean, Zimmer and Fraser were just promoted to AAA and. You know, who knows? Maybe they get a, a look later this year if the Indians feel that they could make an impact at the big league level. We've seen what Tyler Naquin has done this year, for mm-hmm. example. Um, so I think the Indians are not in a position where they can trade away uh, a pile of prospects and then, you know, easily fill those holes that could be created down the road. Where the Cubs can maybe, if they have a, a farm system deficiency, they can spend in free agency to sort of clog that hole temporarily. Uh, the Indians don't really have that luxury, you know, that ability to do that. So I think while the Indians could have topped that package, I just think it really would have been ill-advised to do so. And maybe it's a little different story when you're looking at a guy like Andrew Miller where it's not a rental, you know, where it's a guy who is under control for a few more years, and even if you're not comfortable with the salary he's making in future seasons, you could potentially recoup a little bit of the loss if you flip him for prospects down the road after this year. So I think he kind of fits that mold a little better if you're going to go down the road of piecing together a larger prospect package. Yeah, and I used to think the Indians could get Miller in a trade, and now I'm not so sure. If that's what the Yankees got for two months of Chapman, what are they asking for two years plus uh, of Miller? It might just be one of those things where there's there's not an adequate deal out there. I don't know. That's a tough one. Uh, The Yankees still, as of this moment, feel like they can remain competitive even without Chapman, and that was why you know that was one reason why Adam Warren was in that deal, but. We'll see uh, what happens as far as the Yankees go. Uh, elsewhere, of course, the Brewers have uh, some relievers who are potentially attractive. They have Jonathan Lucroy, who's obviously attractive behind the plate. We've heard a lot of rumors tying the tribe to Lucroy. Um, what do you make of that situation? Do you, how realistic is that? Uh, I think if they go and get a catcher, I think it's going to be Lucroy. I just don't see them saying catching is a huge need. I think they see the need for potentially adding some offense and Luke Roy fits adding offense and helping strengthen the weakest offensive position on the diamond for the Indians this season. I think the last check, uh, their weighted runs created plus was in the mid-30s, which shows you just how far below league average they've been. But there's a couple of dynamics at play here. You know, They really like what Chris Jimenez has done as Trevor Bauer's sort of personal catcher. Um, they really think that Roberto Perez uh, has the potential to be a starting catcher for many teams, 
you know, he just came back off the DL, and so while he was in a bit of an offensive slump to start off, the guy only has, you know, maybe 20-odd at-bats since the start of the season. He was thrown in a tough situation, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah I don't think they would have brought him off the DL um, when they did had Jan Gomes not been hurt. Right. And then you've also got the dynamic of Jan Gomes potentially being ready to come back in, you know, a month or two. You know, so he could potentially rejoin the fold. And he signed through 2019, so there's a commitment to Jan Gomes, who's a kind of a part of the fabric of that clubhouse. Um, you know, I think if he were to be sort of viewed as being eliminated from the starting role or or maybe not being the, the catcher, I think it would not sit well with a lot of guys in that room. You know, so there's a commitment to Jan Gomes beyond this year, and Luke Roy has a very affordable option for next year. And now you could start talking about, okay, well, Luke Roy could maybe go to first next year, Napoli isn't signed through next year, things like that. So there are pieces to the puzzle that you could shift around and make it work. Um, but Chris Antonetti's gone on record multiple times at this point saying they are comfortable with Roberto Perez and Chris Jimenez, and they're not making catching the priority. But again, adding offense is maybe a priority, and Luke Roy could fit that mold, um, and that's why he would make sense. Uh, at this stage, you have to just expect the worst and, and hope for the best, I guess, with Michael Brantley. and You, you can't actively plan on Michael Brantley making an impact on no. this club. No, I think you, the Indians need to operate under the assumption that he's not going to come back and he's not going to make an impact. And with when you're looking at it through that lens, which I would say a couple of weeks ago they were not looking at mm-hmm. it through that lens. They were very optimistic, and it was genuine optimism. Um, the latest setback kind of shows that they, they need to take that view, that let's just operate that in, in, the, in the way that we're assuming Brantley's not coming back. Now, when you look at it through that lens, maybe they need to go and get it, get some offense. You know, they were involved in the Melvin Upton talks, um, you know, I, over the last month. I think even within the last couple of days, they were mentioned as still sort of keeping the iron in the fire there before he was traded to the Blue Jays. So, you know, that kind of shows you that they are thinking along those lines of trying to get an outfielder uh, to strengthen that offense. And if they do that, you could move Jose Ramirez to third base, um, where maybe he's not the greatest defensively, but you have that flexibility to put him there and make up for some of the offense that has not been there with Juan Uribe. So it's kind of an interesting dynamic where if they add a bat, they have that flexibility roster-wise to do that. And I think they will continue to look at that as we get closer to deadline. Indians uh, had a rough series in Baltimore last weekend, but the good news is they uh, are now at home for nine, and they are at home. 18 of 30 August games are at home, so this is kind of the uh, makeup for donating uh, their facility <laughs> to the Republican National yeah. Convention. It, it does bode well for this division race. Yeah, I think 20 of the next 25 are at Progressive Field, where the Indians have played very well and um, have really appreciated having large crowds and recent homestands, you know, coming off that 14-game winning streak and the Cavs title and a lot of that momentum, and they're kind of hoping that that continues here because, um, you know, I got a lot of Scott, the sky is falling tweets after the Baltimore series, and, you know, you got to remember, they played six games in a row where I think the heat index was 100, 105-plus uh, between Kansas City and Baltimore. They went to Baltimore where, yeah, they don't have the, you know, the greatest rotation in the world, but... You know, they do have the best home record and a tremendous offense. And, you know, the Indians' ro- rotation was not aligned to have the, the one, two, three guys pitching there. Guys were tired at the long, end of a long trip and sort of had their eyes ahead on the off day and the upcoming homestand. And like, like you mentioned, they play really well at home. They play a lot of home games in August and a lot of division games in September. And they've played exceptionally well within the division. 
Um, so I think things are really lined up well right now for the Indians to, to be successful down the stretch and maintain this lead. But, again, with the trade deadline coming, this is an opportunity for them to, to make a move or two and really you know, kind of plow forward instead of just sort of settling for the position that they're in. All right, Jordan and I are going to go back to reading the 1981 California Angels Media <laughs> Digest. I want to thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Cleveland Indians edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.